0: Hello and welcome to This Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin, I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them i don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top which is um what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing so um i would love to do that but um i don't have a bath so i can't but if you have a bath um then you know i think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain so if you'd like to check them out you can go to bu which is buonline.co.uk and you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. Hi, everyone. So, this is a bite sized episode. I'm doing more of those because you guys seem to be enjoying them. So, expect practical tips and easy to digest information without all the deep dive science, which can sometimes be a bit overwhelming. If you are after more information, I've linked to some further reading in the show notes. Okay, so today I want to do a short episode on elimination diets, specifically why I don't recommend rushing into them straight away. And I thought that it would be a good time to do that because I know many of you, including my clients are thinking about doing some sort of elimination diet cleanse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in the new year. So it feels like a good time to talk about it. So before we start, what is an elimination diet? An elimination diet Is currently the gold standard for testing whether you have food intolerances. And it's a method for calming down the gut, allowing for healing of the intestinal lining and reducing intestinal and full body inflammation. With an elimination diet, you remove some of the key allergens and inflammatory foods for a short period of time, normally about four weeks, six weeks at the maximum, and then reintroduce each food one by one in a systematic order to test your tolerance to these foods and to look for any reactions. There are several types of elimination diets, including the low FODMAP diet and the low histamine diet, but typically the go-to one, which is used initially before these more advanced diets I just mentioned, would remove foods like gluten, sugar, alcohol, caffeine, dairy, soy, corn, maybe eggs, and processed foods and meats. Those are typically the key ones. For some people, they may also benefit from removing foods like grains or nuts, but I try not to do this in the beginning because that can get very restrictive and there are many nutrients we can start missing out on once we begin adding nuts, etc., into the mix. Elimination diets are used within the endometriosis community because we tend to have several food intolerances as well as gut disorders. An elimination diet helps to calm and heal the gut, but it also allows us to see which foods we're reacting to that are worsening inflammation levels and therefore heightening our symptoms like pain. Elimination diets can be really helpful, but I strongly, strongly recommend they're done with a practitioner and they're not always necessary to get results. And if you're going to do one, I really recommend thinking it through carefully and trying other options first. So here are my three reasons not to rush into an elimination diet. Number one is that elimination diets can cause disordered eating patterns. This is especially true if someone has decided to go through an elimination diet alone and doesn't necessarily understand the reintroduction phase. Often people believe that the elimination diet is an all or nothing approach where they take out food like gluten or dairy and believe that they can never have these foods again and that these foods are quote unquote bad. This ends up creating a lot of obsession and anxiety around these foods and can hinder someone's joy around food especially if that person is eating out with friends or traveling on holiday and doesn't have access to their usual quote-unquote safe ingredients and dishes. Now, that's not to say you're going to tolerate every food you reintroduce after an elimination diet, but you may be able to have small amounts here and there without a problem. So that's why the reintroduction phase is such an important part of this approach. My next reason is that people can get stuck on these diets. So similar to my last reason, people can get stuck on diets and find themselves never able to get off it. Not so much due to thinking that these foods are bad, but more so because they don't know how to control their symptoms without these diets. This is especially an issue for elimination diets focused on removing food groups to ease IBS symptoms. So for example, the low FODMAP diet or diets that remove histamines or oxalates, but where the person hasn't worked out or resolved the root cause of their symptoms yet. For some people, the low FODMAP diet may be enough to resolve their symptoms, especially if they identify one or two foods that were triggering or worsening their symptoms. But in our demographic, the low FODMAP diet is more of a supportive tool rather than something that will resolve symptoms entirely after you've used it. Normally, Symptoms end up gradually returning of time if the root cause hasn't been resolved. So in a case like that, what kind of root causes are we talking about that we need to solve? Well, within our community, the most common root causes I see are small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, chronic stress causing vagus nerve problems, which leads to gut dysfunction, celiac disease and conditions like postural tachycardia syndrome or Ellis danlos syndrome, which are both common with endo and adhesions around the intestines. In these cases, while the low FODMAP diet can definitely help calm down symptoms for some time, it won't resolve the root cause, so we must address that to get long-term relief. Otherwise, you may feel pulled to stick to low FODMAP foods long-term, and that's not a healthy and robust diet. Number three is feeling overwhelmed and quitting. I commonly notice clients with the worst symptoms will come to me very panicked and will want to jump on the most intensive protocol to resolve symptoms. This is obviously quite logical, right? If you have severe symptoms, you may think you need the most severe protocol, but often there are so many more simple steps that they haven't tried yet that could bring just as much relief if not more. A lot of the time, these clients have already put themselves on the diet And they're now extremely overwhelmed and end up quitting because they've rushed into the decision and they've started the next day or the same week as thinking about it. And they haven't had the chance to really plan ahead, get foods in the house, or consider the impact it may have on their lives. Additionally, due to the severity of their symptoms, these clients are often already overwhelmed and at maximum capacity. So then getting stressed over foods and having to change your meal suddenly can just take them into overload. An elimination diet can be fantastic and in some cases very necessary but that doesn't mean we have to rush into it for results. The best results come from a considered place where we can plan what those four weeks will actually look like and how they will fit into your life. So what do I recommend instead? Plan ahead in terms of how an elimination diet is realistically going to fit into your social life, family life, finances and job. Will you need to start taking lunches into work? Will you need to eat differently from your family? Will the elimination or reinstruction phases coincide with a religious or family celebration or event, which may require you to come off it or at least make it harder to perform the diet? I also really recommend experimenting with the foods and meals you can actually eat during the elimination phase and play with some new recipes and meal prep ideas ahead of time so that you can go into the four weeks knowing what you can and can't eat and what you like and don't like. There is literally nothing worse than spending lots of money on your food shopping for your elimination diet only to discover you don't like the foods or the recipes don't work. That ends up being a really miserable few weeks. Take that from someone who's been there. And clearly there are many things worse than that. But in terms of the elimination diet, it's it's not a fun place to be. My final tip is to consider whether you really need to do a full elimination diet or do you just need to make a few small changes? Could you do drink drinking less caffeine or cutting down a bit more on sugar or alcohol? Or could you swap out some processed foods like crisps and sweets for whole foods like nuts and dried fruit? I know these don't seem like big changes, but they can create huge results with much less hassle and effort. If you want to learn more about elimination diets and common intestinal inflammation and full body inflammation, and why these would even matter to endo, you can listen to some of my previous podcast episodes, which I've listed in the show notes. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes. So if you found this episode helpful and you want to learn more about living well with endo or you'd like some further help, I wanted to remind you of the resources I have available to you and how you can work with me if you'd like to. So I obviously have hundreds of these episodes for you to binge on and I do have two free columns. So one on EndometriosisNet and one on Endometriosis News and there are countless articles on there to help you thrive. You can also sign up to my newsletter for tips and updates. I have a digital cookbook and nutrition guide, This Endo Life It Starts With Breakfast, which you can download for just $9.99. And if you want to go that step further, I have short and budget-friendly masterclasses in nutrition, surgery prep and recovery, and natural pain relief. I also have a DIY course, Live and Thrive with Endo, The Foundations, which you can sign up to at any time at a really affordable price point and you have lifetime access to. So you can go at your own pace and literally look back at it years down the line. This four module course will provide you with the most effective yet easy to digest tools and strategies to reduce your pain, fatigue, endo belly, brain fog and hormonal symptoms and allow you to live your life again. Each lesson includes the core foundational needle movers that I have seen work for my clients time and time and time again. You get all the essential information that you need to be endo without the overwhelm. Finally, you can apply to work with me one-to-one. This is my most advanced and personalized offer, so I only take a handful of clients. To find out the details and the application process, head to my coaching page. The links to all of these resources and ways to work with me are in the show notes. And finally, to help others find this podcast and reach as many people with endo as possible, please leave a review and please share with your friends and family and subscribe.